0: or carry on, and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Preston super show I'm your host Preston Olson it's Monday December 13th 2021 and the super show is going strong no stopping in sight and the enemies of the super show are beginning to weaken let's go over something real quick something I'm really excited to talk about um I don't know if you use Good Pods, but it's popular in the podcast community. And Good Pods is basically like a social media book for podcasters and anybody that likes podcasts. Like, you don't have to be a podcaster to go on. Um, it, it makes sense if, if you're a podcaster to be on there. If you're not on there and you're a podcaster and you don't have a wildly successful podcast, you need to be on Good Pods. Um, because otherwise what are you doing with your life so on good pods you make a profile you put your podcast up there it'll be like you know uh, my podcast you know I have the two smoke after dark and Preston super show and you kind of just write a little introduction uh, link your website or whatever else you have and then you review, share podcasts. You, they have groups. So you can get in groups. And uh, people are really active on this. Um, and they're not shy either. They're happy to review your podcast. They're happy to share your podcast. And subscribe to it. So it's a wonderful community. I'm Since I've gotten on Good Pods. Uh, at the end. Towards the end of like last year. A month. Uh I can tell you that right now uh they have like what's also like probably my favorite thing now on this thing is that they have uh the rankings for your podcast. Preston Super Show is number four in the top one hundred indie news commentary chart. Ladies and gentlemen, wow thank you so much uh for Being here and just continuing to support the super show um, means the world to me. Uh, This is the show where I pop off. This is where I tell you what I love, what I hate about things. This is this is just really the pop off show. And uh, it's also the educational show. It's also where I inform you. I'm I'm telling you about things you're not hearing in other places. I'm telling you about things that I want to hear more about. So this is the, you know. The podcast. This is the my first podcast, and I continue to do it to this day. Um, I'm I'm just I'm shocked. Number four, top five, in out of a hundred in indie news, um, I'm I'm completely stunned. I'm completely stunned. And uh, Smoke After Dark um, is doing really well. It's doing really well. So stay tuned. There's gonna be a new episode this week for smoke after dark um uh, it's on the way don't even worry there believe me i have not forgotten about smoke after dark the gritty true co- crime slash urban legend a little bit of paranormal mystery but it's more of where i can kind of focus this show in one direction i can take uh smoke after dark and push that show in a completely different direction and that brings balance to me Um uh, That brings a lot of balance to my life. So I'm really happy to be doing the two podcasts and and have it separated. So you, so you're not, you know, getting too much. Like this is already the variety show. So to throw all that in here would just, I just feel like it's too much. It's overblown. So it's good to have that separated and true crime deserves its own kind of podcast. Like if you do a true crime podcast, you know what I'm talking about. It deserves its own, um, everything you know what i mean intro and the whole thing has to be a different vibe so you know those that listen to true crime and make true crime podcasts i see quite a few people on here they know exactly what i'm talking about um but thank you so much for helping super show and smoke after dark uh to reach the charts on uh good uh good pods. Good pods is is just amazing. I can't recommend it enough to you all. Um and that's not an advertisement. They're not paying me. I'm not an ambassador. I just use it. I like to share my podcast and, and uh I find some pretty cool ones on there too. I'm one of those people that listens to podcasts. I fit it in. I don't go out of my way to listen to a podcast, but I'll fit it in. I'm playing the game. It's too quiet. I put on a podcast, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. I can't say when I'm working out, I want to listen to podcasts, uh, it's more like music, you know what I mean? Like, but when I'm playing a game, or it's just really quiet, it's nice to have a podcast on and be able to hear something, whether it's one person talking about something they're passionate about, or it's a conversation amongst friends, you know, I'm always looking for different things to listen to, so send them my way, you know, send it my way, send all that good stuff my way. And I got a great hidden gem uh, at the end of the show for everybody, so make sure you stay tuned for the for the hidden gem. Uh, but I'm bringing audio uh, back into the show into the fold here in this episode, and uh, the reason I'm doing it is just to kind of give the show a little bit of an edge. But uh, what uh, what I want to do is talk about um, something uh, scary happening across uh, the ocean, um, and. This is Iran getting aggressive, this is a Biden administration that has failed to grapple with the realities of Iran and their quest for uh, complete supremacy. Of the middle east so uh let me go ahead and get this clip up for you from voanews.com as international diplomats struggle to renew negotiations on the iran nuclear deal israeli officials are taking a hard line against iran and working to persuade the west to take the same approach iran deserves no rewards no bargain deals and no sanctions relief in return for their brutality yeah. I call upon our allies around the world. Do not give in to Iran's nuclear blackmail.
1: Don't Since give in. Since the Trump
0: administration withdrew oh, from the Iran, cut, cut With the, the Iran nuclear deal in 2018, Iran has breached many restrictions. They cannot get over themselves about this Trump derangement syndrome. There was a voa.news.com reporting about Iran worrying over Israel's Uh, or Israel worrying about Iran's aggressions uh, because the talks fell through that they were supposed to have Uh, they're not getting Israel's not getting the assurance from uh, the Biden administration that they want Um, he's caught up with Ukraine uh, because Ukraine is looking to be invaded by Russia um and this seems to be a common trend among Biden and Obama. That was kind of the thing Obama dealt with, too, was all of a sudden Russia's at Ukraine's uh, border of Crimea and they're ready to roll in, you know, and then they're fighting. So it's just, this has just a, uh, been a disaster from day one. And then they, they always try to slide it into you. Um, in the, Trump admi- in the Trump administration back in 2018. It's like, no, 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 no. A Lots changed since then, honey. Uh, This isn't about Trump getting out of the nuclear deal with Iran. This is about Trump understanding that Iran was going to be aggressive with or without the nuclear deal. But Trump had a handle on them uh, and had the Middle East working in unison. And uh, unfortunately, Iran's looking to do everything they can to stop that and make life harder for the United Arab Emirates. Uh, make life harder for uh, Israel and, and continue to uh, put their boot on the, the back of anybody's head that uh, speaks out against uh, the Iran terror regime uh, in Tehran it's, it, like I said Biden has been a disaster from day one uh, the, the international uh, media thinks of Biden as a goof as a complete tool, uh, and he's definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed. So we've all been uh, accustomed to seeing uh, a dumb president once or two or twice, but this guy really takes the cake. I mean, this is Jimmy Carter reincarnation. You know, just walking around uh, like he's a rock star, driving around the electric Hummer, doing you know, do a couple little. Circles, oh wow, look at me. You know what I mean? I can get on a bicycle and go for a ride. They really, they really hold uh, anything he does. You know, if he can make it down the stairs, they think that uh, the Democrats believe that it's like something to uh, give him a commendation for. It's this whole administration has taken their eyes off the prize, they are not worried about you or me. They're worried about filling their pockets. They're worried about everything, but uh, you and I. Uh, they they care more about uh, their, the Tom Dick and Harry they got running around um, in the in the State Department than they care about uh, me or you on Main Street. They, you know, here are the Democrats with the control, with the power. They're they're not going after Wall Street. They're not going after the big bankers. Hell, they got, the, they got the big bankers on their side. So I think the whole mentality, the whole argument that I keep hearing about capitalism hurting uh, the worker. No, it's government regulations and over-regulations that are crippling the system. Yeah, we know Amazon's not paying any taxes. We've all seen that. They're getting off scot-free. How? I mean, we just don't know how that works out. There's just got to be a lot of backroom deals being cut, and it's just the way uh, the taxes were made out to be. But you don't see Biden jumping on that. He hasn't spoken about that. Give me the quote. Give me his line about that. There was nothing. So, you are all being fooled if you believe that these little Democrats, these little demigods that only care about themselves and building up their own platforms, you're really fooled if you think they're on your side. We know the Republicans don't have the power right now. The only power they have is the power of their lips. Negotiation. Typical political dribble. That's all they have going for them. You know they have to sweep in the midterms otherwise uh we're we're really uh in in trouble uh, across this country so let me show you exactly why we're gonna be in trouble here uh pretty pretty soon New York is already facing it but let me show you why uh the rest of the country needs to be paying attention right here on uh, the super show class pay attention this is Jacqueline Godoy who will soon oh, be doing something this. else you don't expect get re- get ready for well, this. we're gonna this feel like vo8, uh, uh, truly New Yorkers. Godoy is a non-U.S. citizen who can now vote in New York City's local wow, elections. Wow, shoe drop. Much different, she says, than voting in her home country of Venezuela. Oh, where was that? It is uh, well-known that... Venezuela. Uh, ...the election over there had been fraudulent. So over here, somehow, you have uh, um, some guarantees and uh, you can yeah. make sure that your vote counts. Somehow. Count. Today, we are making history here On Thursday, the New York City Council passed a law giving 800,000 more people the right to vote. That includes those with work authorizations, green cards, so-called dreamers who settled in the United States as minors, and other legal non-citizens. Well, there it is, folks. Uh, And that's the beginning of the end. Um, Really, 800,000 people are going to be allowed to vote in. New York City elections uh, on the local level in the municipalities there. This is a cry for help for the Democrats. This is a, uh, a big gut punch to constitutional Americans uh, from all walks of life. Um, They interview a couple people on the street too. You know, I'm not like other news channels. I'm going to link everything that you hear. I have a link for it up there with the credit. So you can go and check it out for yourself. And I I encourage you to do that. um, Because they interview some people on the street there. And there's some very different opinions. But it's not about their opinion. It's about my opinion right now. This is... This is... uh, So far... uh, Probably the sickest thing. I've seen done to our constitutional republic where not only are the Democrats so uh, locked in a civil war amongst themselves in the Senate and in the House chambers, um, not only that, uh, we have just had this happen under our noses. No one here gets to say what happens in New York, right? Like, they don't get to say what happens here. But this sends shockwaves around the nation. And it's a story that you won't hear much about. You won't hear much about it. They've they've done their little dance. They did their little tango, like at the beginning of the video. But there's nothing to celebrate here. There's nothing to dance about. There's nothing to parade around about. Gas prices skyrocketing. Inflation is taking about everything up 6%. Something's higher. Something's a little bit lower. But everything's up. And you can see it when you go to the store. The state systems, for the most part, in the big blue states like Illinois and California and New York are crumbling on themselves. They're crumbling. The foundation, the bedrock of this country is crumbling on itself. Then there are those like the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, a torch bearer who's lighting the way for freedom and liberty away from the communist policies and the dictatorship of the current administration. It's really getting ugly. I mean, if that doesn't tell you right there. Here's 800,000 people. We don't know who they are. We they, they say, oh, well, they work. Oh, they do. All 800,000 of them? They all work? Really? That's interesting. They all pay taxes, too? Hmm. That's interesting. Yet, we never get a shred of proof. And... If that was true, why are the why why are the books still not balanced down at City Hall there in New York? If that is the case, they're running with the negative, and they want the rest of the country to be in the same boat as them so they can implement their socialist policies, their communist policies, and ultimately, have their say on what your children get to learn. On what they get to eat while they're in school, all the way to when you're at home, to when you're in a synagogue or you're a church, they want total control. This is just the begin. This is not even the tip of the iceberg, but I can tell you right now, the country's melting down fast. Eight hundred thousand people given the right to vote where people have waited their whole lives for an opportunity to do that. People have worked and sacrificed across this country waiting to become citizens, doing it the right way. And they worked hard for it. And here are the little dims in New York, the dimwits, and they line up and they say, yeah, we're fighting We're fighting for justice. We're fighting for the right cause. Well, you're not fighting for me. You're not fighting for the people around me. Nope. The people you continue to fight for are the people that are not putting anything forward. That are not putting anything on the table. That are not helping society move forward. These cities like New York create a society of leeches and welfare recipients. And they don't want to hear that. They don't believe that. But that's the damn truth. And whether they like it or not, the statistics are there. Now let's focus on what that woman said in that video about where she was from. You know, the non-citizen woman that gets to vote while she's taking the tango classes? That can't be cheap. Let's focus on what she said. Where'd she say she came from? Crooked-suela? Venezuela? Alright. And what'd she say about their elections? They're known to be fraudulent. What did the Democrats tell you about Venezuela? What have they said? Because they always find a way to dress up a turd and tell you that it's it's not a turd anymore because we've dressed it up. So what they do in Venezuela is say, no, that's that's capitalist uh, policies that that contributed to the demise of the democracy in Venezuela. No, the socialist leader, socialist policies way out in left field that brought the pain to those Venezuela people and forced them to flee why we have X number of Venezuelans who fleed a socialist regime they now do not understand they've just fallen in the trap they've just played right into the hands of their socialist handlers there in New York City ladies and gentlemen I'm going to cut the break we'll be right back after this Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years, if you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, it doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We haven't heard much about the uh, Taliban, have we? Been pretty quiet. A little too quiet. Uh, the Islamic State Terror Group launched a deadly attack on two Kurdish villages, uh, VOA news reports. Uh, Ahmed Zabrai uh, on the scene there produced this. Uh, this narration is by Nemo Abdullah. I'm only playing it to provide some context. I'm gonna put this clip up here, talk over it. It's a bad scene here. This is the aftermath of an it's Islamic State attack on a Kurdish village in northern Nothing Iraq. Here. I mean, in its wake, rubbles, more than a dozen stones. people are dead among those killed three brothers who lived together in this concrete house we didn't harm anyone my sons this didn't infringe on yet. anybody's space is encroached Absolutely. on our land my sons no were defending choice. themselves they fought down to the last bullet the attack happened thursday night in the villages of Khidrjija and liheban experts say islamic state is reconstituting in this region in part Because a lack of collaboration between uh, Iraqi and Kurdish forces... I don't know, I'm not impressed, because I can tell you what. um, Does anybody even listen to the experts anymore? Or is it just in one ear and out the other? Because I can tell you right now, you know, think of that mother in that situation. Here's the Islamic State uh, is is inspired by America withdrawing out of Afghanistan. And they are just so beside themselves that they are not going to stop they came like wolves in the night and descended upon this village these two villages that are so small nothing there of substance there's no wealth to be had this was a vicious malevolent attack um and there was nothing but ill will uh spewing from the uh, the Islamic State here. Uh, this happened back on uh, the 3rd of this month, and it didn't get a lot of coverage. You probably didn't hear much about it, um, but credit to voanews.com. I'll link it. There's a lot more to that. You can watch the whole video on their site. Um, I just wanted to play that little piece for you and talk about it, bring a little context to what's going on here. The world is melting down. We have to get a grip on those folks. I mean, it's up to us. We cannot be so naive as to believe every little thing that comes out of the Democrats mouth or the Republican Party. But you have to remember one thing. Who has the power, right? Who, who controls what's going on right now and is deciding the biggest important issues of our time? Well, it's the Democrats right now. They have the majority in the House, they have the majority in the Senate chamber of the Congress, and they are, they are holding the White House. So, what can you do on the outside looking in? You can raise your voice. You can get involved. You can make a fuss about it, because if not, then what are you fighting for, folks? Look at what um, is going on to these poor Kurdish villages they didn't ask for this. They didn't bring this on themselves. Biden won't speak a people about it. He knows he failed uh, America when it came to the Middle East. And he continues to fail us. And his, policy, his foreign policy is being uh, directed by the Three Stooges. There's these people that are running. Our, our foreign policy um, and a lot of these ambassadors to these other countries are terrible and they're not helping and, and, they're, and they're more of people that are just kind of behind the scenes out of the limelight they don't want any attention but I'll tell you what they do want they want money they want power and they want whoever is going to help them get that in charge But we see right now That The Democrats across this country Have not learned their lesson From the elections in Virginia They have not learned their lessons um, In New Jersey Where they lost the Senate seat To the truck driver They're not learning their lesson So I expect A complete red wave A red tsunami And it's approaching because I, I'm telling you right now, this can this what's happening right now in, in that Biden administration, I don't see that continuing for long. I think he steps aside at some point. Uh, but this this whole administration is deteriorating day by day. And they're becoming the laughing stock of the world. If not already the laughing stock in France, in Australia, many other countries. You're gonna learn more from spending that 30-40 minutes with me just talking about some of the biggest events in the in the news right now, some of the biggest current events going on. Then you will all week, if you tune into any news station, you'll learn more off this podcast than you would all week tuning into them. Uh, especially when it comes to current events and, and the topics of our time. Look at what's going on in the world, look at your own communities. It's time to face the facts. Uh, We also hear in the rumblings that Julian Assange can be extradited now. I have a clip here from voanews.com. Let me roll that for you. Just a short little uh, bite here. They're yelling, free Julian Assange. The ruling by British High Court judges Friday overturned an earlier court decision in January blocking Julian Assange's extradition from Britain to the United States. In that earlier decision, Judge Vanessa Baraitza ruled there Whoa. was a high risk that Assange would commit suicide oh, yeah, if prison. held no. in an American prison. She nailed US it. U.S. prosecutors appealed, and the British okay. High Court has ruled in their favor. Basically. Do we really care? I mean, some people think this guy's a hero. I think he's, like, just a complete idiot if you think he's just some, some type of hero. Uh, Is he a traitor? I don't know if I go that far. call him a traitor. I mean, he exposed a lot of things that I think a lot of people wanted. I don't think he I think there was a better way to handle it. I don't think he handled it well. Um, I think at this point he's more of a trying to think of the right word, but he's one of those people that's just like that's where he chose to leave his Uh, so called legacy he wanted to be known as someone who went out on the hill for uh, exposing corruption and and government deception and lies and and all of that but I I don't know I don't really get caught up into that with Assange it makes for good uh, headlines good tabloid pieces you know like you know some good publicity but at the end of the day, I don't think it changes the price of potatoes. I mean, he's a little bit of a near-to-well to me. Um, I don't know. People get caught up in him like they do Elon Musk. Don't it? Isn't it the same factor? They see somebody or some person that maybe they don't want to be him, but they want to have elements of that person's life incorporated into theirs. Um, it's just a it's a deception it's a big charade I don't pay attention to that stuff Um, time named Elon Musk uh, their person of the year man of the year or whatever Uh, for what? this is just some rich fat cat that uh, is a little bit hip to the crowd right? like he's just a little hipper to the crowd than a lot of other people I mean I'm not like, oh, I'm anti Elon Musk or something like that. But I, I think you're really fooled uh, if you think that those electric cars and those electric vehicles um, are something that's going to dominate the, the automotive space. I don't I don't see that coming. Um, I just don't think they understand the cost and where it's at now opposed to where it's going maybe one day it could be like that but we're saying maybe one day for a lot of things i just don't see it i mean i don't see people giving up their class of cars i don't see just car people you know knowing what what it costs you know to maintain one of those electric cars it's not cheap it's it's really not feasible for a single person or family man. Um, the little tax credit. Oh that's that's a big whoopee deal. They're trying to cut that out. The one good thing you could get off the damn vehicle. They're trying to cut it out. So forget that. Um, I just heard Elon Musk say. He's ready to sell everything he has. Well that shows how much dedication he has to it. No I don't get caught up in that. In that With those big rich guys. Who have already made enough money. For. A uh, hundred lifetimes over. You know. Um, no. No. I just I don't get caught up in that it is what it is man you know best of luck to them but you know that's the person of the year like I don't know I I think they could have found somebody else they could have they could have taken a good time uh to explore somebody else like how about somebody working on some Alzheimer treatment therapeutic or somebody working on a diabetes therapeutic that's like cost effe- efficient or cost effective no we're caught up in the glamour and the limelights and we got to see the big billionaire get it all so i mean that's kind of it right so that i don't really care about much of that stuff See they nailed Jussie Smollett. A Smol Smollett. Can I get a nice nice in the chat? Nice nice. Uh yeah, they nailed Jussie Smollett. They got him good, didn't they? Five out of the six counts lying to the police. He got caught. He had he had a good little run there. Where he was uh trying to convince everybody that, you know, the man was holding him down and This was, you know, an attack from some uh, white guys in MAGA hats. That didn't work out. It, it didn't. And um, we'll find out what his sentencing is later on. Uh, I think it's next month they sentence him. Which is weird. I don't know. Like, it's just how it is. It's very, very overblown. Okay, you didn't know who he was. Even if you watched Empire. You didn't know who he was. And then if you watched Empire... Um, and then they, they got rid of him, right? Cause he was a distraction to the show, but really it was because his just part was not important. She's not a real big part, dude. You weren't the main, you weren't the star, bro. You were a little fucking coffee bringer, bringing the stars their coffee. You know, get out of here with that. I don't want to hear that. But, um, he took it on the chin, didn't he? You know, he didn't cry. He didn't make a big fuss about it. Um, so That was that was good to see. Took it on the chin. So I give him props there. But no, for the most part, with with those big high profile cases, it's like, well, I mean, I'm just glad to put that behind us. Like, who gives a shit about Jussie Smollett? I'm just glad we could put that behind us. Like, all right. I know we still you still got to be sentenced, and they're gonna you know Reverend Al Sharpton's gonna come down, and he's gonna say something, and uh, Jesse you know Jesse Jackson's gonna come out with the Rainbow Coalition, and they're gonna be you know spewing their garbage at you, but it's just one of those things where the it's it's so refreshing to actually see the wheels of justice work. I don't wish a case on anybody, but. You know, for what he did and for the punishment, I don't think it's going to be that severe. I honestly think he's going to get a slap on the wrist, a little probation, pee in a cup, and uh, go on your way, bud. And the funniest thing... Okay, let me tell you the funniest thing out of all that while we finish out today's show. The funniest, absolute funniest thing is when he's walking to the courthouse, okay and he's got his entourage with him like he's a fucking messiah right like they're locking arms like four of them behind him they're in like three rows they got their instagram lives going they got their all their little socials going and here they are you know in lockstep walking up to the courthouse and i'm just like i don't think that did him any favors like looking back on that when he ages and he gets older up in his years, he's going to look back and be like, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Nah, he could have been uh, so much uh, better in that in that trial, too, at defending himself. And he was kind of just an ignoramus, honestly. I don't know. The guys are just an ignoramus. But uh, he did lie to the police. Right. So. You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be. You don't want to be talking to them, lying to them, getting caught up with them. Don't be doing all that. So, yeah, that should have been his first. You know, it should have been his first thought. Like, here I'm about to. You know, what was he thinking? Like, I'm gonna call the Chicago cops to tell him about some white guys that uh, beat me up. You know, wearing mega hats. And he, all he was trying to do was inside, uh, low key inside a riot. Was low key what he was trying to do. So, um glad that didn't work um George Floyd beat him to it uh and then you have to really think uh for all practical purposes like this trial was not as long as the Kyle Rittenhouse one was it it was not as drawn out it was not as elaborate um of a of a prosecution right where like they had to like really cook something up. Like this was pretty clear cut. You lied. We got you lying. We caught you lying. So that was that. So that's it for today's show. I know Monday night football is on tonight. Uh, Enjoy that Monday night football. I'm going to get this podcast ready for everybody. Happy to be here with you on Monday. Um, If you got a case of the Mondays, go ahead and turn on this podcast. It'll brighten your day up. Uh, I had a lot of fun. We broke down a lot of important things. Um, I didn't throw too much at you. You know, I, I let you, I'm i letting you soak all this up in. give it another place. Share it with 10 friends, 20 friends, 30 friends, your whole family. Tell everybody in your house the Super Show is live, baby. Um, other than that, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, gonna have a great show for you. Action packed. Uh, better than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a hot day. See, you almost let me forget about the hidden gem. Why would you do that? Why? You know, this is why we need a live chat for the show. We need a live chat for the show so people can be like, no, 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 The Hidden Gym. You said you were going to give us the hidden gym, And I got The Hidden Gym for you. I watched it last night. Good movie. I don't know if it's a movie that's for everybody. Um, but it is a family-friendly movie. So, I mean, I guess it is uh, if you put want to put it in a, like that context. But, no, there was a, a really good movie I watched last night on Tubi. Uh, everybody knows Tubi's free, you don't have to pay, and that's kind of the hidden gem I, I'm trying to give out the stuff that's you don't have to go and like take a long time to look up, like be digging it up for hours and shit. You're like, man, I ain't never gonna listen no hidden gem from him again. You know. Uh but no, uh this one was like it's a movie out an hour, uh thirty five minutes, yeah. Naruto the movie Guardians of the Crescent Moon Kingdom. It's dubbed, so it's in English. You don't have to do the subtitle shit. Um, But this came out in 2006. Great hidden gem. Very overlooked anime movie. I know, you know, just talked about Toonami the other, uh, just yesterday. So, this is a great kind of uh, fucking pitch into that, you know, catcher's mitt. So uh, Naruto and his team partner with Rock Lee escort a prince and his son on their world travels, but find a violent uprising awaiting their return. You can find that on Tubi. Naruto the movie. They have a few of them. This one's Guardians of the Crescent Moon Kingdom. That's the hidden gem. That's the show. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time. I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.